Welcome to the Joy of TV podcast, episode 11. I am Rich Lepore, and I am here with... Jordan Alseka. Kevin Schaefer. And today we are going to be talking about, mm, at least for two of us, uh, one of our favorite subjects of all to discuss, and that is superhero TV shows. Um, Which two? <laughs> the, well, I mean, uh, you two. Yeah, okay. You don't yeah. like super. Yeah, that's I true. Like you're su- very you're very far behind on all of them. Yeah, so I like superhero TV shows. I think the one I enjoyed the most was Shield, but yeah. even that one I'm like halfway through season 2. It's just one of those things and they they take a lot of commitment because there's a lot of episodes. So to even get anywhere close to where you guys are on The Flash or on Arrow or well, even Legends of Tomorrow. Yeah. I mean, these shows they have tons of episodes, but but I do know that it's 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 for you guys maybe your favorite things on TV if you took it if you had to pick like a a, a genre you enjoy the most. I mean, be, I watch the most. It would be for me it'd be superhero TV and sitcoms, but argue I mean, comedies in some ways take the place of my so yeah, um, but it is. I mean, I do watch a lot of superhero TV. But but anyway, uh, there's been a huge rise in it. Um, there's, I mean, that's and still rising. Right, there's right. a bunch of shows coming. It continues and continues and continues to grow as a genre on television. Um, and so there are two new series or relatively new series that we're going to focus on, mm-hmm. um, and they are Legion and um, Iron, which is FX. Uh, Noah yes. Hawley's new show, obviously mm-hmm. Noah Hawley of Fargo fame, mm-hmm. Fargo the TV series fame. Season three's coming, right? Or is it out? No, it's very soon. It's coming, I think. I don't know that soon, soon. I think it's... I thought it was, year, maybe? it was April. It's in production. Oh, is oh. It? oh, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm way wrong. Anyway. Yeah. Um. So, But, but uh, Noah Hawley made a superhero show that is as... Different or diametrically opposed to the way they normally do superhero shows Mm -hmm. as it could possibly be. Um, And then also uh, Iron Fist, which is kind of on the other end of the spectrum, Um, a little bit more of a typical standard superhero fare. So you're right. Yeah, yeah. Season three of Fargo, I mean. Yeah, it blew my mind. It really snuck up on me. But anyway. Iron Fist um, is one of the. Is, uh, Le- they're, they're also very different in that one of them, Legion, has gotten phenomenal reviews. Uh, Iron Fist, not so much. Um, so. Guess which one Jordan's watched all three. <laughs> so, so. Uh, you do have a tendency to watch some 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 bad stuff along with. I'm the good pretty stuff. committed to the MCU. I'm one of the few. I think outside of Kelsey and I are the only people I know that are current on everything. Yeah, that's true. That is absolutely true. I want to be actually before the podcast. Uh, Kevin and I were talking about Daredevil season two and how much you still hold a candle for that. Really yeah, enjoy it, and you're yeah. rewatching it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I think your call was that, although you understand um, Jordan's, uh, you know, ranking that one lower than some of the other series, you love it. Yeah, I mean, like, well, you know, like we've talked about this in the podcast and in other conversations before. Like, you know, like um, Jordan's criticism. Season two, which I understand totally, is that like the Electra and Punisher arcs don't really intersect, and it feels kind of unbalanced. But for me, I kind of like that um, Matt Murdock has multiple things going on in this. Mm-hmm. He has his past coming back to him, and he also has this new threat emerging in Hell's Kitchen, which of course will spawn an, another Netflix show, Punisher, later this year. Right. Um, but yeah, I don't know. For me, it really holds up. It's I I, I enjoyed it. Um, been watching it last year when it came out and yeah i've been re-watching it you know at a slower pace now yeah. like taking it episode by episode and really and i just i don't know i find the drama is just as good if not better than season one still really good character development and i mean daredevil will always be one of my favorite superheroes so i guess i kind of have um a little bit of a bias there mm-hmm. but um, yeah, I'm, but look, yeah, I'm looking just, at a pop uh, right now uh, on the shelf. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. I, I don't want to say that's my complaint. That's not my main right, complaint. Right, right, right. My main complaint is that the last four or five episodes just 
is a whole bunch of nonsense and it lack get... of character motivation and just really dumb decisions yeah. by the characters. So it's more that the 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 hand plot really falls apart. Right, and that at is the end valid because, like, I mean, I'm just getting to. I just watched the episode where um, the I'll not spoil, but just the trial of Frank Castle. So. Um, sure. It's leading into it's getting to that point. I love Punisher and, season zero, which yeah, yeah, yeah. you know okay. is the part yeah. of that season I think right, works right. throughout. Sure, and sure. I like Electra as a character a lot. Sure. I just think I don't even know that I rank it that lowly. I no, mean, you don't. I, I well, like now that Iron Fist wanna... exists, but we'll get to that. But but one thing I want to say that's interesting, right? And this is coming from an outsider perspective. I've watched a couple episodes of all of the series, mm-hmm. and my take on it is it's hard for me to imagine that some of those series, when I hear what they're about, Jessica Jones excluded, but even Jessica Jones, it's hard for me to imagine that there's 13 episodes and it's one arc. And, 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 and it's basically, in most cases, just a character, with the exception of Daredevil yeah. Season 2, a character versus a villain, and then they just arc it out. And I know there's been some exceptions to that, but even seven episodes, they're hour-long on Netflix. Yeah. And, and to me, the concept of the fact that there's very little of procedural value, and I've heard a lot of critics sort of turning, Iron Fist kind of made this turn for them, this turn in the direction of maybe some of these shows should have some one-offs. Maybe they should, so that there's not so many filler episodes, because almost every season of Marvel MCU TV on Netflix, uh, critics are always saying there's a chunk that is like feels like filler or is boring or yeah. isn't as interesting. And, and if only they could throw in some... It doesn't have to not have serialized elements. Uh, it, it just has to maybe have like a case, like a couple more cases that the Jessica Jones is working on or, right. or a couple missions that they go on that are separate that build character. They can even help characters bond that are going to work together later. But just right. having some more diversity of subject matter than just the one straight ahead story. And so that's in that way, the Daredevil season appeals to me. That's kind of what I liked about it. I mean, it's a ch- I mean, I do commend a lot of the Marvel Netflix shows and a lot of Netflix shows in general for pulling off that um, sort of like that feat, that feat of you know telling one sort of single narrative over and stretching it out over the course of a thirteen episode season. It's a very difficult feat to accomplish. And really, yeah. For the most part, they do it really well. Jessica Jones does it really well. Daredevil season one, Luke Cage. But um, you know, it is kind of uh, when you become slave to that format, it you know does become a little dry after a while. So that's what I think for me. I found that really refreshing. Um, I- season two. In fairness, I will say about Iron Fist, not to get too into it early, I would say the biggest problem with that is that it's too much of a disjointed yeah. mess of chunks. <laughs> yeah, so, sure. You know, I, and I think well, Jessica that's, that's Jones... that's a whole different yeah, thing. I, I just mean just the overall Marvel formula on Netflix. Right, right, sure. right. I think Jessica Jones is poised to do a little more variance. I th- it, had a, it, had, it had like one or two one-off case type sure. episodes. But yeah, I mean, I, I don't disagree. I think Jessica Jones holds up better than most in terms of carrying the momentum right, right and luke cage splits itself really kind of down the middle but the back half is way sillier than the first half yeah, yeah, so yeah. you know they all have problems i think it's just a matter of balance um how many episodes is defenders eight so that seems like it could be interesting more characters um you know more ground to cover mm-hmm. you know they can bounce between the different characters as they're sort of working their own issues out and coming together or whatever however they're going to do that but it's actually if if we're okay on, on moving into news we actually had some defenders news recently as far as a release date right yeah yeah uh we august 18th is when the up. defenders will release I, it's great right yeah. that's yeah, soon yeah, it's coming up. Honestly, I could have seen it being sooner. They said summer, and yeah, I mean, yeah. they still have to do Punisher by the end of the year, so... Yeah. Is that going to be more of, like, a September-October type deal, you think? More than, like... I think it's... I mean, it's probably a Halloween 
time of year yeah. show, given okay. that Luke Cage from, was what? Like, was that? Luke Cage was September. September. Are we okay. getting yeah. 13? Yes, 13 Punishers. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's impressive. I was thinking it would be interesting. They could do side stories. Like, the last season of The Killing is like six episodes. I mean, yeah. you could do like little minis of, of. It wouldn't even be that many. I mean, six well, hours. Well, and they've already established the basic origin of Punisher in Daredevil season two. Sure. So. You, you know they have some of that already cleared up, so which they is really like a, which is good, good because yeah, that yeah. lets you get to the meet a lot of people. Exactly, yeah. I mean, among the myriad complaints critics have had with Iron Fist, one Thanks of the big ones is not yeah. another origin story mm-hmm. that is so by the numbers and yeah. so rote. Yeah, you know, <laughs> really, good. I I'm waiting on Iron Fist because it's supposed to be one of our main topics. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's gonna yeah, yeah, yeah it's gonna be fine. Yeah, I'm, I'm just, ready to I'm hear your more talking about the overall themes, but yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. So, defenders, you pumped. Yeah, I look there. There's a lot to be excited about. I like Daredevil. I like Jessica Jones. I like Luke Cage. Mm-hmm. I like Claire Temple. So I'm excited <laughs> to see those. So you. So that's the question I have. Well, I guess we'll talk about it later. <laughs> I was going to say, get Iron Fist in the context of Defenders. Could that work? But I guess that's another. There subject. are some rumors about it that that really seem like they might forefront him. That I'm a little concerned about. But we'll get to that. Okay. You know, right. later on. Um, but yeah, Defenders uh, will be coming out. Eight episodes. Pretty much everybody except the Punisher from the past yeah. series is going to make some kind of an appearance. Electra. Uh, yeah, Electra's going to be in it. Misty Knight. Karen uh, Page. Karen Page. Foggy Nelson. Night Nurse. Night Nurse. Trish Walker. Uh, you know, pretty much everybody who's been, in any case, is or will be a superhero character. Pretty much. show yeah. up in this show. Cool. Um, I'm, I'm excited. I think the tone looks right. Who's, who's working on this one? The same guy, well, one of the same guys that did Daredevil Season 2. I forget, one of them Douglas left. Douglas Petri. Oh, did one of them leave? One of them left oh, right before, sure. and Marco Ramirez, I Ramirez, think. Ramirez, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, one of them left, I forget which one, right before they started filming. They've had multiple showrunner changes on Daredevil, because it started with Drew Goddard, then he bounced, the night, right. yeah, and then he bounced. Um, and then, yeah. Um, and really, that's my, that's my other, going back a little. That's my other big complaint with Daredevil Season 2 is it punts a lot of narrative to be yeah. like, we're going to do Defenders next year, yeah. so let's just wait for that. Sure. Because there's a it big, is, oh, there's literally a giant plot hole in Daredevil Season no, 2. No, it is. I mean, so, it takes in a lot, particularly towards the end. I can't but, believe that, I, you know, how cool it's going to be to see Jessica Jones Season 2, because even Jessica Jones Season yeah, 1 is filming. really the outlier to me as far as just intriguing and so drastically different than most mm-hmm. of what Netflix says. It's got the noir themes, yep. and it's, it's, it's just, it's a detective. It's just so different. And to see another, and the first season, okay, we saw what they did. They got Tenet, huge heavy hitter, to mm-hmm. do a phenomenal villain, right? right? What do they do with season two? Is it a bunch of cases? Is it, I mean, you know, because you've read a lot of the, the Alias stuff. Kind she of has some ideas, cases right? they could do. Because um, there's a there's a whole there's a really good plot where she goes to a small town, and there's like a big religious anti mutant movement, which you could just as easily do anti inhuman um, if they want to bring that in. Because yeah, God yeah, knows yeah. everything's so segregated off, which kind of brings us to our next news story. But we'll get to that in a second. But yeah, I don't know. I like Jessica Jones. Kristen Ritter is my like both as an actress and yeah. as a character. Jessica Jones is my favorite of the shows. Yeah, so I'm very sure. much looking forward. You know, Mike Culture gets punted around a little bit for his performance. Does he? Uh, yeah, in Luke really? Cage. Yeah, just being a bit bland compared to everyone around yeah. him. Okay. I, I really like what I saw of him yeah. and Jessica Jones. No, I, I, I like him. Like charisma, but... I think he is... He he is... Uh, he's the sort of actor that needs a good director. 
because I think you can get a good performance out of yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Alternatively, you can get his Halo Five performance. Right. right. <laughs> so, but we've seen a lot of that. I mean, there are a lot of TV shows, um, excuse no. me, video games that have ruined, that have taken great actors, Dinklage, you know, and 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 just you know, yeah. squandered we'll the, the potential. See, in terms of uh, Iron Fist, how much good direction may or may not have helped. Yeah. I don't mean to keep hinting it. We're just talking about Marvel. No, I yeah, know. yeah, yeah. It, it's kind of inevitable. It, yeah. You took the words out of my yeah, mouth. Yeah, okay, yeah. so uh, another subject. This wasn't on our original news docket, but I just thought of it as we were talking. Um, actually, one of them is. So two new shows that are coming up that are both interesting to look at and that have sort of snuck onto the radar for me because I don't follow it as closely. Uh, the X-Men series. The Gifted. Right. And then, obviously, Inhumans. Yeah. Um, so, so, so let's get an update. What's going on with both of those? Well, Inhumans is shooting. Okay. Uh, there was a plot synopsis release that was basically like after their royal city is attacked they go on the run to hawaii and kind of interact with humanity so that's about all <laughs> that was really there there it's is eight episodes two are in theaters it's eight episodes they're doing two in imax in theaters which it's weird that the first imax thing i see is going to be a tv show human, sounds yeah. good though uh we'll see yeah. um there's a lot of reason to be worried about this show okay. in my mind like scott buck is the showrunner <laughs> oh really yeah who's what is his uh pedigree show ran iron fist <laughs> Okay. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So they had faith in him, I guess, wow. but okay. I guess it's already shooting, what and that's why they couldn't this? make a switch. Yeah, I never heard of him before, and I, I, mean, I honestly, I mean, there's uh, a lot of TV shows. I, I think he it. did a little bit of Six Feet Under. Okay. Um, you know, maybe this is a better fit for him. You never okay. know. Yeah. It could be writing. It could be direction. It, it could it, be a lot of things. It could also be yeah, right. It could be writing. It could also just be. Yeah, I mean, he he could he could just learn lessons. I mean, people learn lessons. Alternatively, you could say that he was a workman showrunner who could get the show done in a real quick turnaround, so that they could get Iron Fist yeah, out yeah. in time. Right. When who you knows? see Iron Fist and you look at those special effects and the lack of like huge set piece martial arts action, uh-huh. um, it is potentially possible that they went. Some of that's cut, cutting corners for for speed and money. That said, it's a good cast. Um, or, who we or got? At least, some of them, I the ones I know, like uh, oh man, who's Medusa? Uh, Serinda Swan, Celinda Swan. Okay. I honestly I saw, forget her name. I think I saw the picture, but yeah, Anton. We they're not big names. Yeah, they, no, they're not. I mean, the head know. guy from Hell on Wheels is is Black okay. Bolt. Okay. Uh, Ian Glenn from Game of Thrones oh, is yeah, playing yeah, yeah, Maximus yeah, yeah. the Mad, and that was yeah. the big first one they announced. Right, right. R- rightly so, because that's kind of a perfect cast sure, sort sure. of situation. Sure. Um, you know, that's one of those ones where I never would have thought of it, but the second I heard it, I was like, yes, yeah, that's the dream Anson casting. Mount, Sorinda Swan, Iwin Rion, Ken Lung. Ken Lung is Karnak. Oh, okay. Ken Lung, you may know from Lost, because he was uh, one of the four people that came in at season four, the Asian guy. He could talk to the dead. Oh, that's him? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Oh, I love him. Oh, that's great news. So it's a solid Yeah, it cast. certainly is him. Yeah, it's Is it him. set to be like a full, like, shield blank season? Or no, eight episodes. Oh, eight episodes. It's going to be eight episodes. Cool. And that ties to another thing where the, the shield run... And they don't even know if they're getting a fifth season yet. Yeah, I know. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shield doesn't? Yeah. I know you've been okay. tweeting saying that if this is the last season, it'll go down as one of the best, No, it's... So, it's yeah. Oh, this season's been killing it again? Is this as good as first half of season two? The LMD arc was pretty much right there. And now the there was that one episode you just raved about, and I mean everyone else online. Yeah, no, the yeah. the the, the I, it's weird to say the end of the second pod because they broke this season up into three story pods. Okay. Although the back two really do connect 
Because one's the LMD pod and the other's the Agents of Hydra pod. Are we talking about eight, eight episodes? Uh, well, eight and seven each, I think. But basically, this current one is is essentially uh, the what if from Marvel Comics in a really cool way. So a lot of returning faces and people. Uh, so You're looking at me knowingly. <laughs> looking at me knowingly. Do uh, love some Grant Ward. Your boy might be back. He on, might be in town. Um, but yeah, it's it's been really good. The premiere of that was this past week, and it was okay. very solid. A great start to it. Really seems like they are on fire, um, and I want them to get another season. If they do end, it would be solid. But yeah, if yeah. they do continue, which hopefully they will, they've said that they aren't going to cross over immediately with Inhumans, and yeah. I, I think that's really. Well, you if gotta give it some room to breathe. Yeah, if it's an eight episode season, yeah. you don't want to immediately cross no. over. There's there's a lot to be said for both ways to go. I mean, we as fans benefit either way. We benefit a lot if they tie it in because having a big MCU that's unified is fascinating. Look what it's done for you and all the intrigue of you know thinking about how everything connects and who's going to be who and you know you guys speculate because of the CW or the uh, what's the guy's name the verse the. Arrowverse? Yeah, the Arrowverse, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or the, the Greg Berlanti? Thank you, Berlanti-verse, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, you know, speculating, ooh, who is this character and who's going to be that character? Right, Are they going right. to do this arc? Are they going to do this story thing? It's fun. And, and how it all connects with all the different shows and, ooh, this person was in this and maybe they're not in that. And there's just a lot of speculation. So that's fun, although it also is very limiting in some other ways. So having stuff be standalone really opens it up to a lot of, uh, you know, an artistic auteur vision that you can have. So both serve fans in different ways. Sure, but I think the MCU's done a good job of being like, we're going to let the creators do their thing to right, a certain right. extent. I mean, mm-hmm. Agent Carter has a very unique voice, Agents of mm-hmm. S.H.I.E.L.D. Mm-hmm. Uh, Although arguably they connect were, very little. Well, yeah, they actually crossed over in uh, more ways than you would think, given some of the flashback episodes they did on S.H.I.E.L.D. But overall, it is... I'm hopeful for Inhumans. I want this to be good. Cause... I just think Inhumans is a really cool undercapped concept. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's just I love when you get something, you know, almost maybe X-Men caliber. Obviously, not it's, it's not as huge and vast in the history, but X-Men caliber in that there are people that love the Inhumans and certain runs of the Inhumans. Uh, Cornell's run, for example, as I think it's Cornell. I think that's the run. Yeah, yeah. Well, people love that as much as they love, you know, some of the best X-Men runs. And so, for me to get to know all of these characters kind of for the first time or watch them represented on screen for the first time is just going to be interesting in a way that watching the Avengers again isn't. Sure. Um, But yeah, uh, so there's that. And we'll see. They're doing Lockjaw. So I, I think they're going for shorter episodes and hopefully giving them the budget. Well, at least the theatrical thing really, you know, implies that. You're not going to put up some Iron Fist-level special effects on the big screen, I hope. Well, probably not, yeah. Um... And then and then X-Men, Gifted. So I, I've, there's actually been some backlash against this title, which bums me out. Which one is it? Is this the one that Brian Singer is, like, directing the pilot? or? I think like... so. Yes? No? I can't keep yes. track of that. Cause... X-Men, Gifted. Brian Singer is directing okay, the okay, pilot, I believe. Yeah. So but I don't really know much about it well, beyond it's, that it's a live action. I mean, the show. name is the name is the, the same name as Joss Whedon's run. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. On yeah. Astonishing, that's interesting. I don't think it's that tied to it. No, it's very much. It's like Legion. It's kind of a step removed separate, yeah, yeah. from being fully. I, it's supposed to be in continuity. What does that even well, mean with thing. that yeah, no. mess we, of a universe? We have had this conversation. Yeah, we did, and it was really oh, fun, yeah, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and then the. The only things I really know about it, they've announced some of the team members. Thunderbird's going to be in it. Okay. 
Uh, Blink is in it, played by Jamie Chung. I'm really excited because I love Blink. Is it just like lesser known mutants, like, or is it any of the big names going to be in it? As I mean, Thunderbird's a fairly it? big name. He no, is... I know, but I'm talking like I mean, yes, uh, he is, uncanny. but not. Yeah, I'm uh, talking like the uncanny X Men that we know. Like, well, technically, he's one of the founding members of that team. No, I don't know. I, I don't yeah, know yeah. a lot about it just because I've been following it super closely. Right. Right. I don't know. Yeah, it's just it's it's hard yeah, to get excited for it. As yeah, much yeah. as many other shows, uh, this season apparently, or this next season, so fall. Yeah, if they pick it up, which you know, upfront is only a would. few weeks away. I can't wait. We'll have to do that episode. That'll be. Fun. I will love those episodes. They're super fun. Okay. Um, next piece of news we are on to. Um, oh, I, oh. I forget what we had next. I just uh, blindsided us all here. Um, wait, 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 wait. Up on the list. Up on the list is Black Lightning. Yeah, so this was originally coming to Fox, NBC, another yeah, yeah, network, yeah, yeah. Uh, but now it's coming to the CW. Yeah, yeah. But wait, I thought nobody wanted diversity in their comic book entertainment. Isn't that what Marvel's been saying, Jordan? Marvel had a dumb, dumb... Marvel's had a rough week, just in general, because there was some yeah. other stuff that came up. But, uh, you know, Black Lightning's a... I don't know much about this character. Yeah, me neither. Uh, it's I've so seen close. Him in some cartoons. Yeah, he showed up on occasion. He's so close yeah, yeah. to Static Shock. I really, That's the I thing love Static is, Shock. Yeah. So if it was, I mean, the Static Shock animated series back in the early days. Yeah, it was really good. good. But it's you know it's it's going to be a superhero show led by an African American male lead, mm-hmm. which yeah. is not done unfortunately in the past really, outside of the Blade TV show. Well, outside of, um, uh. Fist, and not Luke Cage. Oh, Luke Cage, yeah. Well, on a major network. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, So, yeah, Luke Cage did it as well. It's good to see more and more of those narratives. Um, There's very little to go on. Black Panther's filming, so, like, a lot of things are moving in that direction. Is Ferlanti still developing it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, It hasn't been officially said if it's going to be part of the Arrowverse now. I know we've had this conversation before, but, like, still, like, I know he kind of just develops them and then has a showrunner in each show, but still, the fact that he's just, like, how you orchestrate an entire universe. I mean, he's the fighty like of it's... that. I mean, oh, I know. Yeah. But the like, thing is, the I output... I can't imagine the responsibility. I mean, to, to think about having to be responsible for six... Feige's got responsibility for six hours of content per year. Right, right. Plus all the MCU stuff in a, in a tangential right. way. Imagine 70 hours, something like that. Yeah. It's, 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 it's yeah. insane. And every yeah, yeah. little dropped line yeah. has to fit. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, totally yeah. impressed. Yeah, who knows with that? Um, there's very little to go on. It's you know, man, he has lightning powers. Sure, sure. His family is part of the cast. Sure. Uh, the suit looks really good. They revealed the first. Yeah, I did see that production yeah, yeah. photo of the suit. I was like, yeah, that looks like that looks cool. cool. Yeah. It is not officially confirmed now whether it's part of the Arrowverse or not. Now that it's on the CW, it'd be weird if it didn't if it wasn't, cross yeah. over in some way. Uh, who's, now it might be an alternate Earth like Supergirl is, but. Now, since it's starting on CW, probably not if they were going to tie him in. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine it not being on the CW and them not wanting to do some kind of crossover eventually. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, that that for sure. It's just a Alternatively, matter of with five C with five DC shows now, I would not be surprised, since Legends is already shorter, if they had one in the fall and right, one in right, the spring right. and made it a little more still for the time. Because sure. otherwise you're putting one on Friday. It or I guess sense. doubling up on a single night. And I think the CW in general has done good with going, you know what, we're going to renew everything. And just give them shorter seasons. And, and I think it works, because now I'm excited. I get to be excited that iZombie's premiering. A few weeks ago, yeah, was, yeah. a few mm-hmm. months ago, it was Riverdale, which is, I can't even believe, almost over. Yeah. Um, so I you get to be excited a lot with the CW, and they have a lot of content. Um, I hear Archie's being dumb. Archie's always dumb. <laughs> Archie. Is that the point, though? 
Archie is the blandest character, but I think that's kind of his role in life. Um, he's, he's the MacGuffin, you see. The book's called Archie. The quest is about Archie's quest, except it kind of isn't. It's about everything orbiting around him, right? Uh-huh. Anyway, um, renewals, right? Um, there's a lot of different things that were renewed, one of which leading off, I cannot effing believe Falling Water is getting a second season. <laughs> I can't believe it. This is the blandest show on the earth. I turn this thing on, and I swear to God, like, for a show about dreams, man, did it, will it put you to sleep. What network? Um, USA. So this was the show. The reason it's even on my radar, right? There's a lot of USA shows I don't even think about. Yeah. The reason it's on my radar is I was watching Mr. Robot, and it was, was like about, falling water. I was about to drip, say, I thought, drip, yeah. drip, drip, And it's got, like, this really good-looking actors, and you want to know what happened to your son? Follow me into my dream world. I mean, I was like, all right. If this is the, you know, because they're doing this new gritty direction. Now we learn that that's much more about Mr. Robot's sky and, much, and, right. and, and less about USA really having a commitment to this because it seems like Falling Water is just, I mean, it's like, it's just really bland and really boring, but apparently it has viewership. So it's getting a second season. There's been a lot of uh, of things that are renewed. Um, Colony has been renewed. That's a show I keep meaning to get to because okay. it's got the dude um, Sawyer from Lost. And it's a really cool show about sort of uh, totalitarian alien overlords it's taking to be over pretty Earth. good. Yeah. I watched the first one when Me it too. premiered. Me too. And I, I really want to get back to it. It's on... Either Netflix or Amazon Prime, um, mm-hmm. and both the first two seasons, I think, are there. So that's interesting. Okay. Um, 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 what else is there? I was just had I just had the list up of the different things that were renewed. Um, Mindy Project renewed for a final season. Um, time after time, which was canceled? Which one was that? Which of the three? That time is, that is like H. G. Four. Wells, yeah. Jack the Ripper one. That got canceled. When did that even come on? A few weeks ago. <laughs> wow. Santa Clarita. There was, there were just, we talked about that. There were too many time travel shows on at once. It was crazy. Santa Clarita Diet um, is getting a second season. I know you watched that. That was a fun show. Yeah, yeah. Um, Lucifer, interestingly, this goes back to March 24th, but they're moving four of their episodes to next season. Apparently, they tend to be the least lore heavy of the episodes in that they're sort of just cases that can be moved. Weird, right? So they're shot. So they're doing yeah, yeah. like the production schedules of an animated series. They're just bunting them. Yes, yes. That's weird. And doing weird out of order stuff, which is which is odd. Fringe did that, where it had like an episode that I aired over that. a year later, <laughs> and people were like, "What is happening?" Because yeah. someone was still I alive that, that was dead. Oh, yeah, I can God. That. Oh, dude, but it's Fringe, so they can excuse it. Cinemax canceled the Nick. This is something that a lot of people were surprised at, only because it looked like Soderbergh was going to like hand over the series to another showrunner of some sort and the idea was going to be that like the hospital or you know the the operating stage was going to be the main was going to be like the the through line instead of that character which apparently uh something very uh conclusive happened at the end of season two so he's kind of out of the picture um let's see what else what else what else um ink master i'm just kidding just kidding, um, but yeah, that, I mean that's about it for for the for the important, interesting stuff uh, yep. that that I think we watch. There, uh, MacGyver was renewed. I don't know. Yeah, MacGyver's hot. I can't believe MacGyver's hot, but apparently it is. I yeah. So I do have one more story because yeah, it's yeah. probably going to be debunked. This is film, but it's probably going to be debunked by the time we get around. So you got to get it film out. Got to get it out. Uh, so this is from a set of alleged leaks on the DCEU uh, Reddit. Now it's always grain of salt. But God knows they're doing everything, so anything's possible, right? All, all, all cards. Do I know this one yet? Oh, what is uh, it? It's alleged that in 2019, DC oh, will see. be releasing four Batman films. Like Batman, Batman Nightwing. family films, right? Batman, Nightwing, I guess Batgirl. No. Batman, yeah. Batwing, 
Batgirl and uh, Gotham City Sirens. With the goal all being one to year. go all in on yeah. Batman, and that the I new, mean that makes sense, but not one year. And the new goal is going to be two smaller budget films and two large budget films a year. So four DC films a year is the alleged. It's probably a ridiculous rumor, but it, rumor, <laughs> but it was so over the top. It's kind of entertaining just to speculate. Yeah, on. Yeah, it's like, but I could see them doing it because they're they're Batman is the money maker. Well, yeah, I, I mean, mean, I would see. I mean, I would see a Joss Whedon Batgirl movie, and you know, I mean. Um, I mean, and yeah, among other things, and some of those others, but still, other. Uh, it's good. They have hope. That's good. Yeah, other <laughs> uh, other rumors from this leak that two Batman animated films are planned for that year, including the Long Halloween. Ooh. <laughs> Can we just have that happen and not having like, just lost his shit? We just have that happen, and I like I don't care about anything else. Like uh, Grant uh, Grant Wilson may be the villain of the Nightwing film. Suicide okay. Squad 2 or Dark Universe will most likely take Aquaman's release date. Seriously, how... how Wait, where's Aquaman we, going? Who knows? How have we not gotten a long Halloween animated movie, like, in the 20-plus years of it's DC coming. animation? So. Killer Frost yeah. will replace Harley Quinn as the female lead of Suicide Squad. Wait, what? Since she'll be in Gotham City Sirens. Oh, okay. And let's see. Four movies also planned for 2020. Jonathan Levine is in talks to direct The Flash. I wonder if one-tenth of these movies will come out. And Matthew Vaughn will most likely write the Man of Steel sequel if he takes on directorial duties. So a whole bunch of probable BS, but God knows. Was that stuff on April 1st? No, it was It was, no, it was after that. Yeah. But right. it's, you know... Can you can you can you put anything past Warner Brothers at this point? They've thrown so much spaghetti at the wall. No, but the, the, the only thing that... The thing that sounds least likely about it is the volume. Because they, they tend to be low volume on the number mm-hmm. of stuff they pump out. It's Traditionally. Like, yeah. So I, I know. But I'm just saying like, that part of it seems like that would be a huge seismic shift for them. Yeah. Um, speaking of non-seismic shifts, let's shift into um, our uh, discussion of the shows we've been watching lately. Okay. Okay. Who wants to start? Um, you, Kevin. Kevin All right. Hit us what with what you watching. got. Sorry, I talked about Daredevil Season 2. We're watching that. Um, I'm still in Sons of Anarchy. I still really enjoy it. Uh, I like a... Um, I think I talked about this on one of the previous podcasts, but yeah, I never watched it live and then my caregiver got me hooked on it. And so, um, it's just like, it's one of those where like, um, it does go on too long, but it, once you get started, it's hard to stop and you really fall in love with the characters and especially the homeboy. What? Oh, Perlman, of course. Yeah. Like, oh no, I was talking about young, young, uh, young protege. What? Hunnam. Oh, well, Charlie Hunnam. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, Ron Perlman's one of my favorite actors. So, Perlman so makes ever, it more than Hunnam? I mean, yeah, I mean, it's Ron Perlman, so he... Yeah, okay, always, always okay. But, no, Hunnam is great. I mean, all the cat like, performances are always top-notch. It's, like, um, they have amazing music in it, so... But I'm in season five now, um, so a major character just died, which sucked because he was one of my favorites, but... I cannot um, believe yeah. that that show... I just asked you, so five's the last season, right? And you were like, no, there's yeah, seven. Yeah, seven, yeah. <laughs> Seven seasons. Well, and that it, that led to a discussion about you know, like um, you'll I guess you'll talk about Breaking Bad in a sec, but like that's one of the things, that, one of the many things that make Breaking Bad so great is that even with it having been a worldwide phenomenon and having amazing ratings, Vince Gilligan only allowed the show to go on yeah. for as long as it needed, and he stopped it at the perfect point. Well, he, five seasons of perfect storytelling. He also took yeah. his time. So, so that is a, it is a ridiculous. I'm going to just jump in and, and talk sure. about that real go quick. Ahead. So. I've been finally finishing up Breaking Bad. I was yeah, yeah. right near the end of the fourth season, and we had taken a break. Uh-huh. And then I finally finished the fourth season. It's it's a masterpiece, of course. Yeah. Um, 
particularly love how um, Gus, uh, after what happens to him, sort of like walks out and still straightens his tie. I just think that's just, it's little details like that that just are, are I can't even believe how good that show is. It continues to blow my mind. The Then I watched the first half of season five. Uh, just as good, if not better, than everything that came before it. I mean, the show just continues to be... I, I, there's no words. Yeah. Um, and then I then what happens at the end of the first half of season five... I mean, I already know that the final confrontation, of course, is going to be between Walt and his brother-in-law, but I, I, I've taken a break because I almost don't want to see the fucking carnage. You know what it's I mean? I, I know the carnage is coming, and it's coming with a freaking... with yeah. abandon, you know? Yeah. And so I'm, I'm a little hesitant to dive into that, but, I, you, you know, I know it's amazing. I gotta, sure. I gotta check it out. Yeah. I, I know that... You know, some of those episodes, like Ozymandias, I've heard Ozymandias this and Ozymandias that is so good that, you know, um, and, and, you know, historically everything Ozymandias touches turns to gold and it ruins his life. So, (laughs) you know, I have a feeling things are on a downhill trajectory. Um, When the show's called Breaking Bad, um, that's kind of to be expected. Um, Also, interesting, I was scrolling through Netflix and I saw a thing called Metastasis or Metastasis. Have you seen this, John? Yeah, it's the... The uh, telenovela. Oh, Breaking I have Bad. scrolled through it, but yeah, I haven't watched it. I didn't know it was telenovela Breaking Bad. I just thought it was yeah, just it, it was adaptation. like a after. It is. It is a straight adaptation, but they aired it over, I think, fourteen weeks, thirteen, whatever, however many weeks it is, thirteen, thirteen. It's weeks. not terrible. We, I just popped it on just to see it, and it's really funny. Yeah. Um, but I what what blows my mind about it is that Breaking Bad is so good. So it it's so different. I get. Let me try to express this thought. So when I was watching Metastasis for a little bit, I was like, oh my god. This show that breaks every rule pretty much of television, that redefined television, and every one of those decisions were things that hadn't really been done before or really were unproven. And then other... It's so beloved and so regarded as picture... As like every moment to moment is perfect Uh that when they adapt it, they adapt it like scene for scene. Because it's that perfect. And for something to come... To be so original and be considered that perfect that you'd want to make multiple different adaptations and have them be exact. It's like it's like that 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 he got it that right every moment, and that people would acknowledge that and not say, "Well, everything was good, but let's just change what he did here." No, 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 no. We're not gonna do that because it's that good. It just blows my mind that something could be that good and that original yeah, at the yeah. same time. Absolutely. You know, I still hold the first season could use some. Titan, I, I I like it. I thought I thought well, it's the funniest season, which I like about it. It's got like a, a comedy drama aspect, like when the it tank me, right? when like the I, tank falls through the floor. I was yeah. dying. I mean, I remember like people telling me like, oh, you know, wait a few episodes and then you'll be hooked. But I'm like, no, I was hooked from the pilot. I mean, it was it's, you know. And I just recently I told Rich I read Brian Cranston's autobiography recently, which I highly recommend. And he gives a lot of um, I mean, it's about his life in general, but he gives um, a lot of good background into. Um, the production of the show, some, uh, uh, you know, really cool Easter eggs and stuff like that. Um, and there was also a story that a few weeks ago about this fan who um, put together the entire series into like a two and a half hour movie. And it, I, I haven't watched it yet, but it actually, everyone said it came out, you know, pretty cohesively, which is really hard to do when you have a show, of, you know, 62 episodes and um, with such good serialized storytelling and um, to be able to condense it into um a movie like that that's that's um, that's interesting yeah i mean yeah um but anyway just one one more thing i'm going to mention real quick um before we move to the next person is another show i've been catching actually a couple that i've been catching up on but one of the other ones 
um, is The Americans. So yeah. this is another show, much like Breaking Bad, maybe not quite the hype level, but it's one of those shows that people are like, this is the best show on TV right now, period. This show blows my mind. If you listen to you know people like the guy that does the uh, on NPR who does the movie reviews, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cooley, it, he just he just talks about it in these like reverent tones, and he just gets all flowery about. It. He just can't believe how good it is. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm on like the fourth episode of the first season. I've just been getting into it. It's a little bit of a slow go at first. Um, but I'm, I'm really, one of the three episodes, one of the four episodes I saw, I was like, this is amazing. So I see what, when they're on fire, what that can feel like. And I'm guessing that as the season series progresses, they really find the show and it gets even better. So we'll see. But so far, I'm, I'm definitely enjoying it. Jordan, I know you watched some of it, right? I've seen the first two seasons. My mom and I watch it. And what's so your take? I really like it. I think The Americans is fantastic. Uh, it is, people sleep on it. Uh, it's mm-hmm. definitely not a show that I think gets as many viewers as it should. Mm-hmm. I'm only behind on it because FX is an odd channel to keep up with, mm. uh, and there it's hard. It takes them. They're one of those channels where you know the the, sh- the new season doesn't come to demand or streaming or DVD till like a week before the new season. So if I want to catch up, it's like a you got to really get on it, and then it's just yeah. So mm-hmm. I think I mean it's going into its. Second to last? No, it's fifth, fifth. I want to say fifth or sixth. Is oh, and you know last. that, and you know that the sixth is going to be the last. They either, I think they're either going into their last, or they know. No, okay, they're going to their fifth, and the sixth is going to be the last. Well, that's good. I'm really glad to hear that it's going to get to have a real ending. Yeah, that to me is is makes it. Uh, CW is known for for giving shows a chance like that. Except as we were discussing in the car the other day, the cult. Well, or that cult, show did garbage. Which did numbers. not get an ending. I'm still a little bummed. Um, but, but anyway, uh, who's up next? Jordan, what, what have you been watching, man? The biggest thing, I'm trying to think, because I've, wa- I've caught up on a lot of sitcoms, to be honest. Um, I'm all caught up on Brooklyn Nine-Nine, which was a, it's one, it's always, if you, if you ever are catching up on a show, when you get caught up, you feel like there's a hole now mm-hmm. where you would, where your entertainment mm-hmm. was. I'm catching up on season six of New Girl, which maybe it's last, it hasn't been renewed yet. Um, if it, if it ended, it's probably fine. I mean, six years is a good run. Really, anything above, I think four or more, you're, you've done a solid job of, of going for a you've, while. You've, and you've had the time that you needed to really do whatever it was your vision was for that show. You had more than ample time to do it. Uh, similarly, I'm all caught up on Speechless, which Kevin and I yeah. talked a little bit about before the episode. Uh, got real real it this did, past weekend at the very that end. Was, uh, was, Does um, that show continue to be um, uh, realistic, accurate, Yeah, I excellent? mean, it's like all the topics it hits on are really... I, you know, my mom and I still, like, see our lives on it. Um, and then anytime it does things that are really over the top, it's totally intentional. Mm-hmm. Um, so, no, I still enjoy Some it. Some of the I plot hope... lines are a little regressive yeah, 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 and yeah, yeah, out yeah. of date. Um, Surprising for a show that's that supposedly... Well, I think the, I mean, the creator did, like, a lot of it is his story. And, you know, he does his best to try to get into a modern context. But I think a lot of it is sure. from when he was growing up. It happens. I think brother. it's... I always think of it as the high school disparity where yeah. if you see high school on TV, it almost never reflects your high school exactly. experience until you're in your mid to late exactly. 20s. Because exactly. now I can watch Riverdale or um, Pretty Little Liars right. and have right. some... I mean, not not to those ridiculous Are heights. you sure? You sure you didn't go to Pretty Little Liars uh, caliber high school? I did not. I mean, we were not the main characters. <laughs> we were not pretty enough. Um, but 
Uh, that does bring me to the uh, the big show I've been watching, which is Thirteen Reasons Why. Oh yeah, which yeah, yeah, yeah. On Netflix, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's really good. How we far in are you? Are on episode seven or eight? I want to say. See, I want to understand. I've been hearing nothing but amazing buzz about this from critics and and friends alike, and I want to understand how my and also my friend Melissa also listened to the book on tape, the audiobook, and loved it. And when she explained it to me, I was like, hmm. So the premise is this girl's dead. What is the story like? And I understand it's it's one of those why it happened and you learn it over the course of the the show. But it's hard for me to understand like when you know the ending. I don't know. It, it has to be a really good show. I mean, it is. Yeah, it's a very entertaining. We we watched it just kind of on a whim, as we do because we will. Kelsey and I watch anything that is about high school teenagers because I don't know. We just love that sort of stuff. Okay, but this is really well done because what it is is it is about this kid whose name I forget off the top of my head. He's played by uh, Dylan Minnette, who was in... He's been in a few movies. Oh, that dude? He was in... Oh, uh, he was in Awake, that dude? I think so, yeah. He was he the was, son in Awake, I believe? Yeah, he was also in a couple episodes of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., uh, but he plays a, a teenager who was kind of soft-spoken, off to his own, not really part of any cliques or whatever, and he knew this girl, Hannah, and he receives a package uh, containing... Basically, she killed herself over the summer... But he receives this package containing um, seven cassette tapes that, uh, you know, each side is one of the 13 reasons why she killed herself. It's basically the story from when she first arrived in town all the way up to her suicide and what led to it and all of the events and the bullying and the misunderstandings. And the people getting the tapes are the people that are the focus of each one. And he has no idea why he's on there. And we see a little bit of his interaction. He's kind of your standard dumb dumb, you know, 15-year-old boy who doesn't really understand gender dynamics or how they interact or why, you know, sexism is bad type of things where you're like, just get the point type of thing. And so you see a lot of it throughout, but the idea generally is that if the people don't listen to the tapes, and he is, you very quickly find out he is not the first person to get these tapes. He may actually be the last, but I don't know for sure yet. But it's basically just each tape is about one of the students. Oh, so that's kind of the twist. It's like, who did what? Yeah, I mean each episode. I mean it's it's not it's not over the top like murder mystery, big intricate conspiracy. Well, you're, you stuff. are wondering where he fits into the puzzle, though. I mean, yeah, you gotta have I mean, some kind of intrigue for a show, right? Because he has no idea what he did, really, or at least he he says that much. But as it's going on, there's a lot of uh, intrigue in terms of. Or it's not so much intrigue as it is looking at how quickly stupid rumors and the crappy things kids say about each other can spiral and build mm. this personality and this image and. And all the abuse and whatnot. So it's really good in that aspect. And the only thing is, if if they don't all listen to the tapes and pass them on, they're going to be released to the public and all the bad things they did are going to basically get be out there and, you know, mm. ruin their careers or whatever their potential. Um, and so basically so far each episode has been deepening. The, the performances are great. I don't know the main actress's name who plays Hannah, but she's really good and is able to convey a lot of emotions. And it's just a really entertaining show. Uh, there's, uh, we're really, really looking forward to seeing where it goes. I know the IGN review is that one of the scenes in the finale is like one of the most cringe-inducing, hardest-to-watch things oh. they've seen in years. So really looking forward to that joyous Yay. occasion. Uh, we might, we'll probably get there in another week or two. So by the next TV episode, I'll, I'll be able to give some kind of update on that. But Work. it's really worth checking out. I mean, Netflix really does hit more often than they miss. They do. Yeah. So I would say give it a try if you at all like young adult teenage stuff, which I do, so it's great for me. Word. I also noticed Edge of 17 just hit uh, video. Yes, so I own that. about that. Yeah. <laughs> right, word. Uh, I'm trying to think. 
I don't think. I mean, I, all the usual stuff. The superhero mm-hmm. shows, Legion, not Legion, <laughs> Legion of Doom, Legends of Tomorrow ended its second season. It was a great year. Um, was it? Other... Did it fix all the issues? Yeah, pretty much. Wow. It'll be on Netflix soon. I think, like it was now, maybe. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, a week after the show fin- they, finishes. Yeah, because they ended their deal with Hulu, and so now we get those seasons on Netflix. Um. So those are, I think, the big things. Uh, oh, iZombie's back, and it's off to a really... Is it season three? Yes. Really big, crazy, intriguing start with a whole bunch of new plot lines set up. Uh, so I'll have more on that in the future, probably. But yeah, that's everything big cool. that I've been watching. Awesome. Kevin, you got a couple more, and i got a couple more. Um, just, you know, a lot of Sons of Anarchy, Speechless, rewatching Parks and Rec, but I mean, that Parks and Rec and Office are always my, like, go-to. I can rewatch a million times, so... I have an office story. Uh, that's it? what you wanted. To, you said that earlier. I want so to check this. this out. This is All really right, yeah. this is embarrassing, but I will share it with uh, you guys and, and us, our closest podcast listener friends. Um, so I'm driving to work one morning, and I was having like an emotional morning. Don't know why. Just mm-hmm. one of those weird things. Sure. Um, and all of a sudden, I was just had this. You know what happened? I know what happened. So I was listening to my, um, somehow when I got in my car, it auto-connected to my phone and started playing that um, song. Um I feel like this is the all night for one night. It's just you, me, and the dance floor. Okay. It's the song at the wedding. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, when they do that whole uh, YouTube thing. Down, 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 down. No, 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 no. The one where they were like, um, it's you, me, and it's called Forever. Um, forever, forever. It's the song they play when sure, they do the sure. dance down the aisle, right? Sure. So I just had this. I was like, no, I don't want to hear this song. I want to watch that scene. So I pulled over and I pulled it up on my iPhone and I was just like, you know that like ugly crying you do? It just like welled up in me and I just started crying watching the scene. I don't know what in me that that was tugging on, but man, when he goes and takes her out to that will-o'-the-wisp under the waterfall and proposes to her and then like, oh, they're so happy and, and that song plays and all the friends and then Dwight kicks some dude in the face. And Office kinda, is... It was amazing. It's a, very, it's a hugely formative for me. I mean, that was my, I mean... In high school, I would come if I didn't have rehearsal for you know I was doing theater or church stuff or anything. I'd come home, pick up popcorn, and watch Office reruns on TBS. Like it was just like it was so formative for me. So I, you know, I mean, you and that's the thing about it is I mean, yes, you have all these hilarious one-liners and you know um, slapstick comedy and all these things that make it what it is, but it's those emotional moments that really... Jim and Pam drive that show. Oh, it's amazing. And then their wedding is just such a culmination of a great relationship. Anyway, that's my office story. Do you have any other shows? No, that was about it. All right, so I'm just going to run through the rest of these real quick. Um, Most important for me, my equivalent of 13 Reasons Why, it would be The Killing. Um, I finally finished season two. Holy shit, that show ends amazingly. Um, It blew a lot of people's minds or pissed a lot of people off, alternately. Um, It's obviously based on a Danish series called For Brittleson, which I've also seen all of the seasons of um they changed the who the killer is for season for, for who killed rosie larson in the american version did you watch the danish one first or oh yeah it was yeah. many years ago okay um, yeah, yeah, so when they yeah. made that 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 you know uh, new version in the sure. u.s i was just adaptation i was just like i'm all over this is sure. made for me right sure. um and then when holder was one of the detectives to me that's where my kinnaman obsession came from i love that <laughs> dude like so much i'd hang out with him every day of my life <laughs> if i could he is so cool that role is Oh, it's so good. Yeah. Um, but anyway, 
Um, the show really nailed the ending. I know you saw it um, way back. Yes. And, you had, and there's like a double reveal in it, which is just phenomenal. I love a reveal. And also, it doesn't even... It's actually a better ending than the way that the uh, For Brittleson had ended, which is pretty impressive because it really ties all of the different... I mean, obviously, the show is about... It, it sort of originated the whole concept. The Wire did also, but this For Brittleson also came up with this crime noir concept of we're going to show you a crime from three perspectives and a million shows instead of aped it. Obviously, the police investigating are the main perspective, the family devastated by the crime, and then one other one. Mm-hmm. And in the case of the first season, it's the political side. Um, and in The Killing actually took the first season of For Brittleson and broke it into two seasons, so people were mucho pissed because there's no killer reveal. Never, almost ever on American TV where we're all about instant gratification do you have a 13-episode series with no answers at the end. So they, it took 26 episodes to get Rosie Larson's killer brought out into the open. I finally watched those episodes. Man, I was really blown away by it. But then I started season three, really enjoying that. It took a little while to get going, but man, am I loving it. And oh, did I mention Holder's in it? Um, so it's 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 awesome. I love that show. Um, I've also been watching uh, Humans. I'm on episode three of season one. That just recently got renewed, and I was like, that show when it premiered in the UK, it's like a U- UK US co-production. Yeah. When it premiered in the UK, it was like the number one new show there that year. And I love British stuff, and and so I was just like, I'm gonna love this show. And it has the sci-fi thing. It's got the music, kind of like Blade Runnery music. Yeah, yeah. The only problem is it's a little bit like pointless. Um, it's got like it shows you uh, much like the killing shows you three sides of a crime. This shows you like four perspectives on what would happen if you know androids that look like humans existed. Right, right. right. So it's a couple of them that are on the run that are these more evolved hum- uh, android humans and and what that's like when they start becoming more human. Uh-huh. Um, there's the family that gets one to help them around the house and all the weird stuff that happens there. There's these cops investigating the stuff that happens and then there's uh, William Hurt who has a robot who's like Don- who's like broken and defective but it, it's he's got memory issues William Hurt does so the robot's his only connection to his dead wife so he doesn't want to get rid of it and recycle it however the state keeps coming in and saying no you need a healthcare robot that can take care of you and, and that whole aspect so it basically shows you four images of what this world would look like the problem is it doesn't all come together into something it's a good cohesive whole but it's not a story that's driven forward it doesn't have any yeah. motivation or any real plot so okay. that's the issue I'm having with that one yeah. right now I finally watched the last episode of the, the latest season of Black Mirror. Really enjoyed that. Um, again, all it really made me want to do, though, was go back and watch... Uh, There's that one episode. 10 Million Merits or whatever it is, 13 Million Merits. I, and I watched it again, and oh my god, it's even better than I thought. I love it. That dude from Get Out is such a good actor, I can't even believe it. Um, watch some more Jonathan Creek. That's a killing... I mean, that's a uh, murder mystery I like that's really corny, where there's a magician's assistant who solves crimes. And then, uh, oh, the last one, The Fall. Have you guys watched The Fall? Nope. No. Gotta watch the fall. Uh, you especially loving Hannibal would fucking love it. You'd eat it up because this show—it's got Gillian Anderson in a very similar role. She's the cop in this, but she's very much that, you know, uh, soft-spoken, very thoughtful, looking into like the heart of what makes somebody a horrible serial killer. And then Jamie Dornan of Fifty Shades of, F- of Grey fame. However, he's also in, he was in this first. Uh-huh. Just plays the serial killer, and he—it it always irritate it irritates my mom who's also watching the show. Because she thinks it glamorizes serial killers, um, at this and, and it kind of does. It makes him look like this really sexy serial killer who's like, you know, uh, killing people and has all these like deep reasons for it, you know. But at the same time, it's just a really compelling show, and I can't believe they pulled this thing out for three seasons. But I'm almost done with the third season, um, and really enjoying it. So anybody should definitely, especially the first season, watch that shit because you can just watch the first season and just enjoy it. Um, so I would definitely recommend the fall. 
And uh, on that note, we are, uh, I think, done. Did anybody else have any shows? How much of the ones I want to talk about? That is all I can think about. Yeah, that's about it. I got yeah. nothing. All right, cool. Um, well, let's talk about some superhero TV. Okay. Cool. <laughs> so, um, why don't we start with good or bad? Start with Legion. You're probably more okay. excited to talk good than I am to yeah, talk I mean, bad. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, no, I did watch all eight episodes of Legion. That's all season. there are. Um, yeah, it's a short season, but okay. I think it works, though, because, um, but I really enjoyed it. It's one of those where it's hard for me to talk about it in depth because I really, you watch it, but then you really need to rewatch after that to kind of really absorb it because, I mean, you've seen the pilot, like, it's a very psychedelic feel. It's a very, like, um, a lot of times you don't know where you are. Um, and then from a good part of the season, they're in this thing called the astral plane, which is like this other dimension. And, um, because, um, you know, the main character, David gets his mind trapped there. And, um, so it's a lot of, um, this, it's just this whole other layer to the X-Men universe. Um, and like you said at the beginning of this episode is that, um, this is so unlike any other superhero show. Um, but, um, I've thoroughly enjoyed it. I, I would say, you know. Um, I've not watched Fargo yet, the series. I mean, of course, I love the movie, oh, God, but I need to. But um, and especially after watching this, I do want to look at more of his work. But um, I just think the storytelling is really well handled. Um, it's kind, of, you know, I, I, it seems like the show you, you would really like just because you're such a big Mister Robot fan. It has that kind of feel to it in that um, one, it's extremely cinematic, and mm-hmm. um, each episode is this, you know, hour long arc and. Um, and it's kind of like you really what I like about it is you really don't know what to expect because um, yeah there's so it's this, got oh, twists and reveals oh yeah absolutely seems I mean, hard to do when you know like so it's in his brain you yeah. know he's you know it's almost like I, I feel like when I started watching it, it was so psychedelic and so there's no ground to put my feet on that I, did, I didn't even know what reveal I was waiting for right right and that's and fair, maybe that's fine um, but and it also is you know the first season so it's just laying down some of the groundwork and um, again I don't want to get too into it because I imagine. Um, you probably, uh, you, I imagine Jordan, you'll watch it. Uh, oh, yeah. Like, you gonna, you're gonna watch it? Point. I like the second episode a lot more than the pilot. So. Okay, because okay, yeah, yeah. I've only seen the pilot. I will get it. It's only eight episodes, so I mean, yeah. No, it is. So, I'm yeah. a quarter of the way there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and I like how it, it ends on a cliffhanger, so I'm excited to see where I'll Season go, two's coming. Yeah. I wonder absolutely. if it'll be eight episodes again. Probably. Either eight or, I mean, maybe longer. I don't know. Um, I mean, eight episodes is the only thing they really needed for this one, because you know the um there's a villain in the pilot who comes back at the end and um so it sets up a the whatever with the red eyes thing yeah so yeah yeah, yeah. i don't know well, that's the thing i don't well, know no, you, talk you, about no no no, no, no because, don't definitely yeah. not yeah. but i just mean that that's what they call him the demon with the red the eyes you red, see yeah, him yeah. in the first episode exactly, yeah. and then you don't know who he is until i guess seven or eight right or it was around there yeah it was um it may have been six i can't remember when they dropped the name but there was already heavy span speculation as to who which um, he is a you know famous character from the X Men universe, um, and which I won't spoil here. Right. But um, but yeah, I think you know, and I think what really drives it is the performances too. Um, I think Dan Stevens does a phenomenal job. Yeah, um, he, uh, him of uh, Downton Abbey fame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not deep in Downton Abbey, I don't right, think, but right. he's in it. Right. Um, he really does it well, and then also uh, probably my favorite character is. Um, so you remember uh, at the very you only watched the pilot, but at yeah. the very end, the team that rescues them, oh yeah, the yeah, woman Melanie, her husband, um, 
uh, Oliver, who's been trapped in the astral plane for, like, 20 years. Uh-huh. We meet him in, like, episode four, I want to say. He is super intriguing. He's just this That's guy who lives in, like, this, um, he, I mean, he's been off, he's been, um, stripped from, like, the real world for all these years, and, um... You see the toll it's taken on him? The what? You see the toll that it's taken no, on him? No, well, he's just so disillusioned that he's, like, has his own reality kind of thing, and, um, he's obsessed with Jules Verne, and so he has this, like, 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea helmet, and awesome. it's just so quirky, and he gives this, like, really very Mr. Robot-esque monologue about storytelling at the beginning of the episode, Ooh. and it's just, that's why, I like, it, it, as you get more into it, I think it's really a show you would enjoy. Um, awesome. It is a lot, to, I mean, you were right in the, especially at the beginning, it's a lot to take in in terms of how psychedelic it is because it's hard to really get into it. But it gets more grounded. I think it does. I mean, obviously it's going to stay that way to some extent. Right, right, But it does get grounded enough in that, you know, what to follow. Because Aubrey Plaza, for example, right? You know, from the very first episode, something drastic happens to her. Yes. And you wonder if she's going to even be in any more of it. However, she is, right? Yes. Is she in the whole season? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. And Um, how is that character and that dynamic? Well, I think she's perfect for it because... It is such a like loose canon character yeah. that she embodies so well, um, and almost and, caring without caring. Right, right. Yeah, yeah and like again, she cares, really but she acts much. flipping as hell. Right? right, and I can't really talk too much about you know plot wise how she's worked in there, but um, but you'll see. But no, she I think pulls that off so well. And when um, when do the big reveals come? Like of the nature of what's going on, her reveal, all that kind of stuff. Where did okay, that really so, happen? Second episode was a little slower, but then they had. Then there was a few episodes where they're in the astral plane. It was about maybe five or six where things start um, really, really on. But and you get the, I want to say the name drop of the demon with the yellow eyes comes around episode six, maybe. Okay. Um, I watched it over. Like I caught up on the last few weeks. Like I watched the pilot pretty shortly after it premiered. Yeah. And then kind of spread it. But again, it's one of those like kind of like Westworld Mr. Robot where it's like you can really enjoy it on, on the first watch, but then. To really dissect it, you kind of have to go back and um, really break apart different parts of the narrative. But mm-hmm. um, just the style of the filmmaking is so well done throughout. And, um, and yeah, I don't know. It's The feel is really well maintained. And, yeah, I mean, it had, I mean, I was worried about that, too, about it being too ambiguous and psychedelic um, to the point where you don't care about the characters. But I think definitely by the end of the first season... And with the cliffhanger, I'm intrigued to see where the story will go. So I'll definitely be watching season two. Awesome. Uh, yeah. Awesome. Well, you need to watch Fargo. All yes. of this makes me want to watch both of those at this point. I really want to... See, I've only seen the first season of Fargo, and I just started the second. Sure. A lot of people who started with the second say they like that one even better. Yeah. I think it comes down to which one you saw first, which one yeah, you like yeah. better generally. What, have you seen them both? Which? Fargo? Fargo, yeah. I've seen the first season. Yeah, me too. I didn't love the first season. Oh, Fargo, okay. completely honest. I, li- I thought it was solid, but I thought the middle... Three or four episodes were very lean on anything happening, so I found it dragged pretty severely in the middle. Uh, but okay. I enjoyed it overall. Well, by the end, it's 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 wow. But um, I hear you. I hear you. Um, okay, so uh, there's a couple of things I wanted to know real quick about it. Um, so performance wise, we got uh, Dan Stevens kills I mean, it. Aubrey... All of them across. Dan Stevens. Oh, I know what I want to ask you about. I know what I want to ask you about the yep. woman um, uh, that he's involved with. How is yeah, that yeah, relationship? So it, we haven't discussed yeah, that's that at a, all yet. So that's another thing too that like plays out over the course of the season because obviously because um, of their powers, you know, they can't physically interact and um, all that. And so there is this. Is it just thing. frustrating, or does it get interesting, or it, it is interesting. it a good relationship? It, yeah, it, it gets interesting. Um, she because she just seems so. 
you know, so um, odd. So it's a very, out it's there. It's not like a, that's the thing. I mean, it's a different kind of relationship for sure. Um, but I think it is an interesting dynamic explored. And um, especially there's stuff they do um, with their powers that allows them to connect more um, okay. as the season progresses. But no, she definitely plays a very prominent role throughout. Um, and, and that's then, what, I mean, that's, I would say probably the biggest plot points are their relationship, his trying to find his identity and why his mind is trapped, you know, and has been trapped for this long line, who the devil in the yellow eyes is, um, the woman, her husband, what, yes, what her motivations exactly. are is big, right? That's, yeah, the mentor. that's huge. And how is she? She's really good. I mean, yeah. And, uh, I mean, uh, like I said, the whole, it's a really good ensemble piece. I mean. She gives a great performance, and um, and uh, yeah, Bill Irwin is there too as um, one of her the um, members of our team. Mm-hmm. Um, so performance was all around. Really well, I was really pumped when I saw at the end of the first episode where they brought in all the other mutant characters. Yes, at that yes. point, I was like, "Yes, and it's going to be an X Men show." Fight awesome! It was amazing. Yes, but yes, see, the yes, thing but... about that show is, when I first started watching it, I was mm-hmm. like, "Okay, I get this is Noah Hawley. I get this is like sure. his take." on this X-Men universe. But it's almost like he picked a character, Legion, that is, is, isn't is super well-known. I mean, he's had some series yeah, like yeah. Legacy and stuff, right, X-Men right. Legacy. Um, but he isn't super well-known as far as the X-Men are concerned. Sure, sure. And he obviously wanted to pick somebody a little more obscure so he could have more carte blanche to do what he wanted with sure, the character. Sure. Plus, it's a fascinating character to him, all the different reasons. Sure. But for those same reasons, I was like, am I going to be able to connect with this? Is this yeah. a superhero show? Are there going to be powers? You know, all those kind of no, things. No, there are and, definitely the... I mean. You know, they're not as, you know, constant as, say, you know, like a CW, DC show, sure. or another Mar- Marvel Netflix show or something like that. But, um, no, it's very much, I think, fits in well with, like, I think if you're an X-Men fan, it's definitely one you can enjoy. Um, but it's different, for sure. But um, but I think just the character development is handled really well. Um, the psychedelic feel is really cool. Um, the fight scenes, when they are, they're amazing. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, it definitely, you know, I wouldn't rank it in my like, you know, top superhero shows or, you know, right. But right now, I mean, yeah, it's definitely one I'm um, going to continue with and I'm excited to see where it goes. And like I said, it's a big cliffhanger at the end of the first season, yeah, yeah. Um, which definitely makes it interesting. Um, but yeah, you will definitely see that relationship develop um, more so because in the pilot, he's just so like tortured and you're just yeah. used to his life and everything. Um, and, and you know, his hell. background, yeah. Um, and, um, so, you know, a lot of it is, you know, figuring out who he is, but there is a major arc he undergoes, and by the end of the season, he is definitely, like, um, it's not gonna be, like, the whole show is him, like, oh, I'm trapped in my mind throughout, you know, something right. like that, you know. Um, so I think it handles it really well, but. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. To I want to watch where, some more. Where where it'll go? How about you, Jordan? Um, You've seen a couple episodes, right? What, where's your Where do you stand on it? Seems all right. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, Kevin covered a lot of the ground, mm-hmm. and I can't really speak to it. I thought that, I I I think Kevin said he found the second episode to be slower. I liked it more because it was a little clearer right, what was right. happening. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, and I thought it was cool in terms of exploring with some kind of defined boundaries what was happening. Yeah. Um. I really like, in terms of characters, I like uh, David a lot. Yeah. I like Lenny a lot, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm always, I'm a big Aubrey Plaza fan, though, yeah, yeah. Um, from Parks and Rec <laughs> and a few other things. Of course. So it is uh, something I want to keep watching, but it's also, it's very, it's a prestige drama more than it is a superhero show, sure. and sometimes those can, be, those can be really heavy and 
mirthless, and this one leans a little towards having some goofy moments, but a lot of mirthless, dark content. It's, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, it's a heavy show, and it's not like something I would want to... I say I don't want to binge it, but I watched all 13 Jessica Joneses in one day, so... (laughs) Well, that's that's kind of a a mandate you have for yourself, also. I also really wanted to, so... Right. right. Yeah, who's to say? It's not a man. I haven't done it since then, so. Oh, that's true. That's true. I guess that is that is. We so. try, right? <laughs> okay. Um. Well, speaking of Jessica Jones, um, I'll let you speaking, take the on this speaking one, of Netflix superhero shows, mm. speaking of breaking that mandate you initially had. Well, that wasn't this show's fault. We actually probably watched it faster than Luke Cage or season two of Daredevil. Speaking of all of the above, Iron Fist came on. Yep. I'm going to give a little bit of background on this right here. So Is this your stumping for Ryan Phillippe? I moment? always stump for Ryan Phillippe, but I wasn't going to focus on that this time. I, he's doing okay. He's got shooter. He's got shooter going into season 2. I'm a little bit I'm feeling a little better for him. It's like he's on some stable ground like it's not as shaky as before, so I'm like, okay, I can take a breath and stop like trying to stump for Ryan Phillippe. However, he would have made a better way better Iron Fist. Um but anyway, that's that's neither here nor there. He was up for the role at one point, or at least there was rumors he was. He didn't get it. This other dude did. Um, Finn Jones. Yeah, yeah, Finn Jones, who 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 played uh, what was it the Rose on um, Game of Thrones? Was that his character's name? Laurel, Lord, Lord, mm. Laurel Tyrell. Laurel Tyrell. Oh, Tyrell. Yeah. Okay. But um, but anyway, he was chosen for this role. So this is a weird show, right? So it they all they originally announced that they were going to do the Defenders lead up. It was mm-hmm. going to be Daredevil. It was going to be Jessica Jones. It was going to be uh, Luke Cage, and it was going to be Iron Fist. And the one we always sort of heard. I mean, obviously you heard about the earlier ones more first, but Iron Fist was always spoken about the least. They didn't have a casting that they wanted. That you know they always announced the casting a year or two in advance or a year at least. His casting was just delayed. There was a lot of rumors they were just going to skip that whole season entirely. They're having a lot of trouble. Figuring out tone, figuring out what they wanted the show to be, getting a script that they liked. I mean, we heard about right. We heard about the drama in leading up to the show for years, um, and what it was going to be, and, and how they were going to pull it off, which arc they were going to pull from from the comics. And the other thing about this character is there, there's a lot of different tones in a lot of the different arcs that there have been for Iron Fist, and and also you know just trying to figure out how you want to present this character is tough. So there were a lot of challenges going into this this show. It finally was then announced as coming out, and Finn Jones was announced as, as cast in it. There were a couple teasers and trailers. What were your impressions, guys, when we first started to see those teasers and trailers? Were we were we pumped? I, what, what yeah, was I think the they're on record is I liked them. Yeah, I thought it was fine. Um, I don't really have a background with the characters, so I didn't really have any attachment either way. You know, I recently started reading the new Power Man and Iron Fist comic, which is great. Yeah. Um, but I didn't, I mean, I knew the basic of his origin so i didn't really care much one way or another you know like i mean um but the trailer for fine yeah well and i've read I, the car andrews run and you've read the what the fraction I've read some of the fraction brubaker run yeah as well i don't know i think a lot of that was over just it was the farthest out it was always the farthest out and sure. the reason nothing was announced i mean the only reason we knew anything about luke cage is because he'd already been cast i mean the, the main three right. were cast in 2014 because he showed up in jessica jones right and sure. there was a whole year of shows that that's were not point. iron fist so, that's I a mean, good point it was always going to be another couple years out before we really knew anything about him it's true so it's i, I true. think to that extent it's so, like, so that stuff didn't worry you but were you where did this rank on the on the when you first heard about it because this for me was the one i was most excited about where was it for you it was last yeah i mean i already liked jessica jones and daredevil 
and Luke Cage. <laughs> and I, I didn't really know that much about Iron Fist. So it was inherently the one that to me was like, eh. It's, I mean, you to know, me, it looked like it had the most potential. That's what I loved about it. Jessica Jones and this were the ones with the most potential to do something really unique. No, I And that's why I was really pumped for it. I have a friend from high school who, yeah, this was his by far most MCU anticipated one. Because, um, I mean, he loved the character and he likes the obscure stuff. And, yeah, no, I mean, he was more excited about it than, you know, some of the Avengers. And I just know very little about Iron Fist. I always did yeah, yeah. know very little. And even when I read, you know, the, the Car Andrews run or the mm. parts of it that I've read, I still was, like, hungry for more Iron Fist. Mm, and yeah. I just always feel like I never get cool enough character. of that character. It is a really cool character. I love yeah. the look. Mm. Um, so I was really excited about it. When I saw that Finn Jones was cast, it took me aback. And I'm not just Monday morning quarterbacking here. Like, I really was like, I don't know. I was always that way about him, um, and I was optimistic but but cautious. Um, and then uh, a couple weeks ago, the show came out. That it did. It dropped with a thud. <laughs> uh, there were about a week. There was about a week of pre-reviews. They were sixes, um, right? Roughly yeah. about a six out of ten was the consensus. Yeah. I'd say uh, a little lower probably, but yeah. really okay. I Most the meta, of the meta was like six. sixes. Yeah. Then- Probably some of the tougher critics were lower. Uh, yeah, IGN's yeah. one of the most generous critics around, yeah, yeah, and they were giving yeah. it sixes. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. yeah. Um, so anyway, it came out. I watched like the first episode. You watched what? I watched the pilot, and I tried to get through the second episode last night and couldn't. <laughs> right, right. In anticipation for this, uh, Jordan, however, watched all thirteen. Yes. Um, how is it? It's a very bad show. Yeah, I don't know. It's this is it's, you know get the team. Oh my god, the dentures out. Oh my god, it's got a thirty-seven on Metacritic. Yeah, I was wrong. Yeah, get the you know get the. Wait, pliers. did you even make it through the pilot? You only watched a little bit. No, I saw the first. Oh, episode. you don't watch yeah. the pilot. Okay, yeah. I, I'll say get out the pliers, and you're gonna have to pull teeth on this one because it's it's not. I mean, it's pretty bad all around. There's not. I'll a lot pull some to teeth. Praise. You know, I can do that. I know. Uh, what what can I say? I mean, it's the first Marvel Netflix show. I started, I tried just starting uh, an episode last night and couldn't get through it. Like, I watched maybe 10, 15 minutes of the second episode, and so I can't do this, and I want to do it all. <laughs> Wow. There yeah. are brief. It was that boring. There are brief glimmers throughout of a better show. Okay. A lot of them have to do with characters that already appeared on other shows or, you know, completely different versions. Because this show, it bounces all over the place tonally in terms of what kind of character Danny Rand is. In terms of what kind of character Colleen Wing is, um, in terms of who the villain is or what the main foe... I mean, this show has... It is so scattershot that there's not really a solidly traceable plot. There's about four... No, no, that might be too many. There's three characters that serve as major villains at different points, but it's a, it's a scattershot mess. Four, almost, if you include somebody else, but it, it, it it's a show without any kind of real idea of what it wants to be about because so much of it and a lot of after the fact interviews or or not interviews but analysis has said this is a show about how Danny Rand is the worst Iron Fist ever but because of the show really it never gives us a definitive look at his origin there's a lot of talk about it but we don't see him weird flashbacks there's weird flashbacks but we really don't see that much of his time there until the very last episode and even then it's very brief. We never see Kung That Lung. shit would be expensive. It would be, and that's, you know, the problem with doing it. Right. I mean, but it seems, like, absolutely essential to me. You cannot do the Iron Fist show unless you give a compelling look at yeah. that experience that was formative for him. A lot of what I've heard about this show in, in the analysis has been that 
Um, whether it's the fault of the writing or whether it's the, which I'm sure, I'm sure it's definitely at least, that's a big problem, or whether it's Finn Jones' performance or both, this character has no fucking clue who he is. We do not know who Iron Fist is. We don't know what made him the way he is. We don't know who he is. Sometimes he's Mr. Zen. Sometimes he's a little petulant child. Sometimes, Sometimes he's full of wonder. And right. You know, <laughs> it, it's, it, yeah. it's, a, it's a tear between a kid who has stunted development but also a kid who grew up in very harsh conditions mm-hmm. where they, not tortured, but were very strict. So he he rich, he bounces all over the place. He's supposed to be like the lighthearted heart of the defenders, allegedly. But it's like, he strikes, I mean, he's as much Raphael as he is Michelangelo at, you know, any given point. Yeah. So it's very, it's a very poorly written character. The dialogue's pretty atrocious throughout the That's whole a, season. That was the, oh my gosh. That's that, a big problem. I was watching it with Katie and Holden, just the pilot, like right before NC Comic Con, and that was the thing. We're just like, how did they write dialogue that bad? Like, <laughs> and get, uh, and, and for it to be so good in the other ones. So That's like, the thing that blows my mind about things, and, I, and I'm not going to go into gaming big yeah. here, but Mass Effect Andromeda came out, and it also landed not nearly with the kind of thud that Iron Fist did, but it landed with a, wow, how did such a, a, a studio, Bioware, with such a great pedigree be so tone deaf when it comes to dialogue, when it comes to plot? And how do you, how does something, so, so a company and, and, and talented people that are so talented have done so much great work put out something that seems like they don't get why the previous things were so good. How does this happen? And it's it's interesting. I don't really know how Iron Fist happened. I mean it I mean I think every everyone's going to have a misfire here and there, so. Yeah, but this is 13 that, hours yeah, of misfire. Yeah, well, that's the thing, and yeah. and and also, go ahead. Well, it's a matter of this was a rush job. I think it's pretty obvious that they yeah. want it. They needed to get Iron Fist done before the defenders. And, uh, you know, Finn Jones had to do them pretty much back-to-back, so it's like it's not like they could have him in two places at once. So they needed it a certain amount of time, and they they were like, we're going to do three shows this year. And because of that reliance, it got to the point. I mean, when you look at the MCU now, there's not not really a situation where characters are are in two movies in a year. You know, they it's like, here's our new franchise, or here's our space franchise, here's the big Avengers movie, but you're not going to see back-to-back films, really. Um, because that requires the actor to do back-to-back shooting, and it's going to cause issues in conflict. For the most part, it's going to be completely independent. But they had to get Iron Fist done before they could do the Fenders. When you have reports coming out of how you know, they were learning the choreography for fight scenes 15 minutes before they would shoot them, and then after like one or two takes, they were like, all right, we're moving on. And that shows through in the choreography that is yeah. so lacking in impact or commitment or you know surety of of what they're doing that's across characters it's so important it is a kung fu show it is the marvel kung fu show make it have awesome kung fu how can daredevil have much better fights how can jessica jones probably has better fights than 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 a guy who is the iron fist one of the best martial artists in existence and, and he gets his ass whooped i hear all the time and the fights blow how does that happen how does marvel not say okay look we can have tone deaf dialogue we can have, like, you know, corporate drama for seven episodes. That's fine. But damn it, we better get a good choreographer in here. Get the dude from John Wick over here, like, yeah, really. pronto. To, to fucking, you know, like they have script doctors. We need some fucking choreography doctors pronto. And I don't know how they didn't see that or know that. And I guess, that you, like you said, rush job, low well, like, budget. Yeah, it's, not, it's not bad choreography. It's not a matter of 
The choreography. I thought there's very little of it. I thought the fights were like not that interesting. Well, no, it's that they they didn't have time to learn yeah. them properly. It's yeah, not yeah. a matter. of... I mean, they got Kev. Uh, I don't know. I tried to look him up, but there's no pronunciation. I, I don't want to say his name wrong. But uh, Te- Kevin Tankerowin is one of the best action directors in TV. He okay. does a bunch of Arrowverse work. He's done some of Shield's best yeah. episodes. He directs an episode of this, and admittedly. You know, he's a good enough director to squeeze blood from the stone, and episode 8 of Iron Fist probably has its best fight scenes, but even those are still hampered by the short amount of time they had to learn these scenes. So it's not a matter of, you know, getting good directors, or getting good directors, it's a matter of giving them the time to actually teach the actors what they're doing. And they just didn't have that, allegedly. So it really all allegedly comes down to a rush job, pretty much entirely. Script, casting. um, I mean, this thing needed to come out. Is a lot of it. But, I mean, that's not to say there aren't glimmers. Because, again, I think Kevin Tangerone does some of the best work. There's a great fight where um, Iron Fist faces off against a drunken master who's, like, drinking during the fight. Sounds awesome. Swinging around. And actually he's played by Louis Tan, who was one of the actors considered for Iron Fist. And it is kind of a glimpse into a better world because he is a way more charismatic actor just in that (laughs) one brief episode and couple scenes he's in. And seems to really commit to the action choreography as best he can. So it's one of those, uh, oh well, type of unfortunate things that he wasn't cast. Um, Finn Jones, you know, there is a case to be made that some actors do acquit themselves better than others with the material given. Because I think, uh, you know, Jessica Henwick has gotten a lot of praise as Colleen Wing. And, I, I, you know, she's doing her best. I feel like I'm saying that for, for, for basically For basically polishing a, I won't say it. It, you know? I mean, even then, it's still pretty hampered. Um, you know, uh, Rosario Dawson is pretty much an expert at playing Claire now, seeing as this is the fifth <laughs> show she's shown up in. The third one where she's gotten a major, like, seven, eight episode arc to appear in. So, you know, she's great and is always entertaining and exciting to see. The villain, you know, Madame Gao comes back from the first season of Daredevil, and she's great because it's been two years of waiting for her to really show up and do her thing. Yeah, we, we, I remember there were little uh, Easter eggs that let us know Iron Fist was, you know, connected in this way. Yeah. Little so, little boxes that said Rand Industries and things like that, if It's I remember good to see her. It's good to finally... I'm trying, man. <laughs> what about the corporate espionage? Or not corporate espionage. What about the corporate drama? Wasn't that hitting? Nah. So, the show really, it's one of those things, you know, it's kind of like, actually, the um, uh, the killing a little bit, mm-hmm. where, you know, you, you keep elements around, whether or not they pay off in the end, you start to assume, okay, they're keeping these around because if they were to get rid of them and then just randomly show back up at the end, it would be kind of weird. And, you know, not to spoil the killing, but there's a lot of threads where it's like, do these come back? Does this actually tie in? Because we're <laughs> following a lot of time with it. In the case of Iron Fist... We spend a lot of time in the boardroom with the Meachams, even after. By about episode six, Danny barely interacts with them anymore for the rest of the season. And it's just this Meacham family drama of, you know, the secretly not-dead dad, and the son who's a little crazy, and the daughter who doesn't seem to... Like, again, seems like she's doing her best with the material given. Um, There's a lot of that across the board. Because all I hear is Meacham drama, Meacham drama. It sucks. You know, corporate, the corporate stuff blows. Nobody wanted to watch this. People wanted to see kung fu, not corporate boardroom bullshit. Yeah, and there's a lot of it. I mean, there really is, and it's unfortunate. And that's not to say you can't tell a good story with those elements, but your main character should probably be involved in them if you want people to have any kind of care. Again, Danny doesn't know what he wants or why he came home, really. So it's just a lot of what is the pointing. 
Yeah. Especially towards the end where it's like every episode or two they completely switch focuses on. Oh no, this is the bad guy. Oh wait, no, no this is the bad guy. Oh wait, let's go back to the original focus. It's, it's just all over the map. Okay, so how about as a lead-in to The Defenders? How does that aspect of it work without ruining it? Because I do want to watch it. Where in the timeline is it even? It's right at the end. The okay. Because it's, it's set after Luke Cage. Okay, so yeah. Okay. Um, it, you know, it introduces Iron Fist. <laughs> he That's hates it? the hand. Like, Daredevil hates the hand. So, you know, the hand's the villain in The Defenders, so he'll probably be like, I hate the hand, and we're going to fight the hand. There's this rumor going around that, because, you know, the big thing with the Iron Fist is his parents died in this plane crash. Uh, and so we see it a lot. We, we see this plane crash so many times of his parents, you know, his mom getting sucked out of the plane. and then With the, the really, really, crashing. really bad, like, uh, it's almost like, you know how in Wayne's World when they're going to flash to a new scene, they go, <laughs> it's almost like that. These tearing that might have been better. That might have, no, when he's like sitting in the elevator. Yeah, those tearaway lines. Yes. Yeah. Is that what you call them? Yeah. So there's there's this rumor that because his mother, it, it's basically through a bunch of stuff. It's like, oh no, I the, it's revealed who caused the plane to crash. And it's oh, like, okay, yeah, yeah. But yeah, the okay. mom may not be dead, uh, okay. because All we right. never see a body, and it's superheroes. So there's a big rumor going around that it might be that Sigourney Weaver's playing his mother, and which, she's the head of the hand now. Well, nobody really knows what she's the head of. <laughs> and the hand gets so much more convoluted and stupid in this. It's ridiculous by the end of it because there's there's different hand branches that are competing with one another. Do they call them the fingers. They don't call them the fingers. <laughs> it's the uh, five fingers. It's a mess. Who's the thumb though? Uh, and so basically, where this ends, I. God, I couldn't even tell you. I honestly forget where this show leaves Danny at the end, and it's only been a couple weeks. I think he still wants to fight the hand, maybe? Well, I think that's probably, we can assume. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's not great. I wish it was, but there's the, the CG's terrible. The effects are terrible. I mean, the Iron Fist is not that impressive, let alone that he doesn't really use it I heard it, he uses one times. move where he has a ground pound, and that's like it. Yeah, and that's it all the way in the finale. They show it off in the trailer. Uh, he breaks the sword with it at one point. There's actually a pretty good katana battle towards the very end as well. I think the the if if not muchly improved, I do think the actors got a little better at doing the choreography at the fast rate, so that the later fights are certainly feel a little better than the earlier fights. But it's still not the most exciting stuff. I mean, you can go watch Shield or any Arrowverse show and get better stuff on a regular basis and they're doing and they're pumping out 23 a year so um i guess the big question is of course you know danny himself and whether i would want to see more of him and i do you think written well finn jones can do it do you think that this character you know hampered somewhat by this backstory that was flawed can rise above it in the defenders and maybe a season two handled by a different director um, well, I mean, it's worth noting, it seems like a season two is pretty likely. It's apparently their most watched Marvel Netflix show out the gate. So, okay. you know, they've renewed all the other ones. Uh, I, don't I mean, they renewed Hemlock Grove. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, what, <laughs> Twice. What, need I say more, you know? I'm um, sure, well, they left open doors. They renewed Lillehammer. You know, I'm not saying Lillehammer's bad, but I don't think many people watch that. That was their first. I That's know. their baby. No. 
I, I dude, th- there's this girl at work. I gotta tell this little side story. This is TV related. There's this girl at work, and I straight up swear I'm sitting in, sitting at my desk, and I hear her say, "Oh shit, can't wait till Friday, dude. They're dropping the get down." I was like, "What? <laughs> what? You're the first person I've ever heard talk about the get down, and I mean ever." Nobody talks about the get down. There are a few people who like it. I, now I have too. She's like, "Oh, it's awesome! It's this and it's that and it's so great." So it almost makes me want to watch it now. And then she's and then the other show she likes is Legion. And then there was another one that she, and this is just out of nowhere. Um, there was one interesting taste. I really awesome taste. And then there was one other that she was talking about how she was really pumped about, but I forget what it was. But when she was talking about the get down, how much she can't wait for the new half of the season, I was like, "Oh my god, did I just hear that?" Anyway, go ahead, man. Uh. What was I saying? You, I mean, you were talking about how... You know, I here's the thing about Finn Jones. Um, yeah, yeah, that's where we were going. He's always going to be the weak link. I, he does not connect in the same way anyone else seemed to right away. Uh, he's... I, I just... There are moments where he works, but it's the moments where he's the least intimidating. When he's playing, like, the child who's who, who like, looks under a desk to find the stickers he put there as a kid. Those moments kind of work. And maybe if he's supposed to be the more comic relief character. What about when he does the zen thing? Like, I remember from the pilot where he calms the dog down. I didn't mind that. You know, he's... You don't care about him by the end of 13 episodes. I think, you know, when, when people say Colleen Wing steals the show, I don't think it's it's hard to steal. But, yeah, she she's the better character that you want to see more of. Um... I kind of felt that with Misty Knight, too, but at least Luke Cage put up a fight in yeah, that yeah, season. Yeah. You know, I want to see Luke Cage come back in The Defenders. Uh, yeah, I think they obviously could have cast better. Louis Tan would have been a better cast. You know, there's obviously the whole whitewashing controversy anyway where it's like... And Finn Jones has not acquitted himself well. He's done a lot of blaming and like being like, oh, it's not, you know... He was a kind of a dumb idiot in a lot of the lead up to his premiere. Did he like blame Trump what did he for do? the bad ratings or something like that? Or? He blamed, Yeah, he said people don't want to watch billionaires anymore because of Trump. <laughs> so that's why people are bashing our show. And it's like people still watch Batman and yeah, Iron, Iron Man, Man bro, yeah, and they're billionaires. Oh, I mean that's just the most refutable claim of all time. Yeah. And then was... you know a lot of we didn't. God, what the did old, he say? Oh, we oh the, the old oh, terrible we chestnut. We don't make these shows for the critics. We make them for the fans. And the fans are loving it. How do you know the fans are loving it? Because they're yeah, tweeting at him? Yeah. I don't know. So, Finn Jones, as a person, seems a little dumb and tone deaf. Uh, so, he's not going to be my favorite. If they didn't renew it, I wouldn't mind if this one got canceled. Give me another season of The Punisher. I haven't even seen it yet, but Steve Lightfoot's show running it, and he came from Hannibal. So, it's got to be somewhat good. And Bernthal just kills it. Yeah, and John Bernthal's a great Punisher, yeah, so, yeah. you know, make him the defender. <laughs> Yeah, really. It is... It's a it's a mess of a show. I mean, are there high points? Yeah, I think episodes 6 and 7 Which and Which one's eight, done by the RZA? 6. Uh, you know, it's... it's, But, you know, they're, they're... 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 What's the word I'm looking for? Backhanded high points. Where I'm like, man, episode 6 is really fun because it's like a dumb 90s movie where he fights these three themed bad guys. Like, he's coming straight out of Mortal Kombat. And it's like... That's not the greatest praise. It's not high art or super entertaining because, again, the choreography is still pretty terrible. But there are high points, but these are all high points that could show up in another show. I'd be fine with a Colleen Wing Misty Knight spinoff. Claire's going to show up in every show until they Mm -hmm. theoretically kill her off Coulson style, which I hope never happens. Um, Heck, she kind of starts on the path to being a superhero herself in this, so who knows where that'll go. 
it is just it's an unfortunate show. I wanted it to be good. Yeah, when I started hearing the buzz, I was like, man, maybe I'll like it more than other people. And so far, it doesn't seem to be happening. But oh well, I wanted to. The Finn Jones of it all, I have to say, just from the first episode, the Finn Jones is like maybe the thing I like the least about it. And, I, and I'm, I'm, I'm wishing that I didn't, I, w- I wish I liked him more in the role. I don't know, I see him and I don't see Iron Fist. Maybe that's because he doesn't sell it, maybe that's because I just have a visual impression of what Iron Fist looks like. I don't know, what do you think about him, Kevin, from what, the little bit you've seen? Of, no, I just mean, him in general. You know, I mean, it wasn't so much, as, I mean, again, I've only seen the pilot and little of the second episode. It wasn't so much his performance that bothered me, it was just... Like I said, when I heard some of the dialogue there, I can't imagine anyone trying to like Especially being a writer, yeah. It was that, yeah. I mean, not to say I'm like great by any means or anything like that. No, 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 but it's something you think about. Yeah, it was great. So, um, I mean, yeah, I I definitely think they're, from what I've read of the character, you know, in Power Man and Iron Fist, and um, I think they're probably probably were actors that would have done a better job, but um, I think it would, I mean, there wouldn't have it wouldn't have been as much a problem had you know just the show itself been a lot better but yeah. um yeah i mean i think he's fine it's just like i said he was pretty much a dud for me so i don't really you know it even if he was better it wouldn't have saved it okay well i think we've broken it down pretty hard um <laughs> I, I wish it was a better show <laughs> sure um it seems like it just isn't i still, still may watch it we're all still excited about defenders i, I mean i I watch I watch them all, so you know I'm I've done my time. Yeah. But yeah, I can't see rewatching this unless there was a good reason to. Like someone wanted to watch it for whatever reason. Uh-huh. Yeah. But yeah. All right. Well, that brings us to um, the last thing we always do, where we talk about what we're gonna be watching uh-huh. uh, coming up. When's American Gods? I think May, maybe. I think it's the end of April. Because that show is shaping it's up to be up. so yeah. good. Oh yeah, can't watch it, so I won't be. <laughs> I don't have stars. Oh. I'll find a service to watch it. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I'll find a way. The I dark web. <laughs> the dark web. Yeah. Um, no, I'll, yeah, that no, that brings. It's I stars. They'll put the pilot out for stars first, is stepping so. up their game. As as many people um, may know, I work for a cable company at the moment, and stars is like. As popular as HBO and people's like what they want, mm-hmm, really. yeah. it's crazy. They're really rising up. I mean, obviously, Power was huge for them, um, uh, and also um, what what else is on? Ash Stars? vs Evil Dead. Ash vs Evil Dead is a big one. Black Sails, a lot of people like. Um, now they've got American Gods. I mean, they're really oh, is out? No, it's Cinemax. Okay, Outcast. Outcast okay. is Cinemax, right? Yeah. Yes. Oh, this is an interesting little news blip. I is the wrong time for it, but did you hear this thing that Cinemax said? I, I should have mentioned it when I talked about the Nick, but the reason that they canceled the Nick is they're moving back to their action focus. They said we it was fun playing it. Basically, they basically and they it was very revealing. And they said it was you know we basically got in waters that were too deep for us. We can't afford it, um, and it's not really our core brand. And shows like Quarry and um, I'm, I'm almost the other one, um, Banshee. Do better for us and strike back. Do yeah, better get that for strike us. back revival. They are probably they are doing it right. I think they I think are. They are they yeah, be. I think they they actually are doing that. So anyway, um, but uh, yeah, American Gods looks really good to me. I want to oh, yes. check that out. Um, I just made a list to myself just just talking to you guys today about the stuff that I want to get 
get back to. Fargo Season 2. Yeah. I want to go watch the rest of that. I've only seen the first episode and I really liked what I saw. Legion, obviously, I need to get back to it with, with what you've told me. And there's Reveal City. I'm in. Mm-hmm. Um, the Affair is one I've been meaning to go back to multiple times. And now I kind of want to watch a little more Iron Fist, see if I can grit and bear it. Who knows? Get in there. I'm going to try, man. I'm going to try. I feel like there's got to be some... So it, I it's, almost wonder... I, it, now, granted, it's April, and there's a whole slate of shows for summer and fall. It is my worst show of the year right now. I'm pro- Right now, I'm <laughs> talking still, about it in December. But it's still early. Does it, it get disappointing, early. or does it get worse, or does it make the, does it break the record and get both? It I don't think both. you were that excited. Well, no, it wasn't that exciting, yeah, but yeah, it's sorry, inherently no, I, disappointing, and it gets a, worse. Because it's, it's an MCU. MCU. Yeah, MCU. Yeah. I would say, though, I forget which one exactly, but I think it's like the ninth episode is the worst of the season, so. Wow. What are you going to wow. do? Wow. All righty. Uh, what else, guys? Anything? Oh. Uh, okay. MST3K premieres on Friday, so that's where I'll be. Okay. Uh, I'm really excited If for you can that. rip yourself away from ukulele. That is true. That comes out on Tuesday. If I can re- I work so much this week, so God knows what I'll have time to do uh, between now and then. <laughs> we'll okay. see. But yeah, I'll probably be watching that, and then all the other shows I normally watch. Yeah, yeah I'm trying. Right. Sons of Anarchy. More Sons of Anarchy. Um, I guess the CW shows from this season will come on Netflix soon, so I do need to catch up, because I fell away, but I didn't really watch much of any of these seasons. Mm-hmm. Well, um, Legends will. Everything else is going yeah. until May. Okay, but that's still not that far. No, it's not that far, um, but we'll have yeah. another TV episode before. Sure, sure. Okay, we got to do yeah, upfronts yeah, yeah. whenever that right, When's right. upfronts? Sometime in May. Okay. Um, oh, what else? Then, though. Um, I started rewatching Master of None, too, so I'm going to give it a I want to do that. It's still fun, yeah, because season two is coming up. It um, is. And Kimmy Schmidt's coming up, too. Oh, um, um, yeah. I, I don't even think I talked about You know what? I'll save it for the next episode once I finish season two, but man, am I loving love. Yeah. So I want to watch good. more of that. That's good. That's a great show. Um, um, anybody else? Anything else? Well, it's always worth noting that you can find us at thejoyofgeeked.net, where we have all our written content, we including do. a number of... I wrote a nice episode... TV-wise, I wrote a the best episodes of How I Met oh, okay. Your Mother article. That's okay. awesome. Uh, breaking down the best episode of each season. Yep. And I really enjoy doing that. And we've had Power Rangers content leading up to that. Yes. Of course, listen to the episode of... The review of the movie yes. that we did. Um, you can find us at thejoyofgaming.com for our full episode archive. You can find us the joy of at the joy of game on Twitter, as mm-hmm. well as the joy of gaming, the joy of geek on Facebook. You can find me personally at I was about to say at Jordan Elsega, that's not it. At Indigo Master E N D I G O M A S T E R on Twitter, where I am tweeting about all kinds of stuff, including previews of my up starting upcoming Kickstarter, which will probably you know be hyping around the time it actually is a thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can also find me jordanelsega.tumblr.com. Uh, you can find me at Rich Lepore and all of the aforementioned Joy of Geek, Joy of Gaming places. Cool. You can find me at KW Shafe uh, and all of the aforementioned places. Um, oh, and UltimateComics.com. UltimateComics.com. You wrote an um, awesome review of the first issue of X-Men Gold? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I write weekly reviews for them on Wednesdays. But so. that one in particular um, you should check out. If you want to sure. like get a... It's, it's, it's nice and concise, and it gives you a really good sense of like what came before and what's coming. Thank you. So I was, yeah, feel, I was and, feeling that. And yeah, I post all blog posts and everything on Twitter, so yeah, follow me there. Very cool. Well, on that note, I am Rich Lapore. Jordan Alsaka. Kevin Schaefer. And we will be back really soon. Take Bye-bye. care.